0: How's it, everyone? Welcome to Discuss Shane. I'm your host, Shane. And if you love sports, know about sports, don't have a clue about sports, or even want to know a thing or two about sports, this is the podcast for you. Today, we're going to continue the series Basketball 101, where yours truly, your teacher, your professor, will basically be going to the basics of basketball. Everything you need to know about this sport, you'll learn today. So let's get it started. And like I mentioned in the previous, uh, in part one of this series, I mentioned how the referee is everyone, every athlete's favorite person on the field. Everyone's favorite person in the game is the referee. Well, the referee's favorite word to call and everyone's least favorite word is a foul. Refs. Referees love to call fouls. Defenders and offensive players, they never think they commit a foul. And a foul is defined as an unfair or invalid stroke or piece of play, especially one involving interference with an opponent. Now, hey, I just read that, and I played basketball my whole life. I have no idea what I just said. But hey, a foul is basically... When you physically hit someone, when or you physically make contact with someone that is not, uh, basically, when you make physical contact with someone that's too, ex- it's a little past excessive, if you know what I mean. And there's three basic fouls: there's a reach in, blocking, and shooting. Now let's get into th- these three basic fouls. Now let's start off with a reach in foul. A reach in foul is where you're guarding the player with the ball and you try to steal or take the ball away from them but you accidentally hit them so for example if i'm dribbling the ball right and you come up and try to take the ball away from me by either stealing the ball or uh yeah basically you move your arm you swipe your arm and you try and try to steal the ball away from me but you accidentally hit my arm hit my hand or hit my hit my leg or whatever or a shoot, even a slap me in the face. That's a region foul. But if you slap me in the face, that is um, th- I think that's either a technical or flagrant foul. But we'll get into those later on. So that is a region foul. A blocking foul is where you're guarding the player with the ball and you essentially get in their way using your body. So for example, if I'm dribbling the ball right and I'm trying to get to a certain area. And you essentially run over towards me, and you just get in my way. But you're not set in your motion, and I you're not set in your position, but you're still moving or you're still on your way towards getting to me, and you still get in my way. That is a blocking foul. And now there's a difference between a blocking foul and a charge. It's very, you know. I wouldn't say it's subjective, but it's very there's a fine line between um a blocking foul and a charge, a charging foul or a charge. A charge is basically like a blocking foul, but the defender is set, is in their set position, and the offensive player can get around or should and has you know the opportunity to get around the player, but doesn't and runs and the offensive player runs into the the defensive player that is a charging foul so a charging foul is a foul on the offensive player and a blocking foul is a chart is a is a foul on the defensive player block defense charge offense basically all you need to know and a shooting foul okay a shooting foul is where you are guarding the player with the ball and you go to go up to block their shot and you hit any part of their body so, for example, you like all these examples. Me too. So, for example, if I'm dribbling the ball right and I go up to shoot the ball, but you hit my elbow, you hit my arm, you hit my my side, you hit my stomach, you hit my my legs or whatever, that is a shooting foul. Basically, when you when the offensive player shoots the ball is or is about to shoot the ball, and you as a defensive player Foul the person, you hit them, that is a shooting foul. And then there's plenty of sh- different variations of shooting fouls. There's the one that I mentioned earlier where you shoot them while, or you shoot them, you hit them while they are shooting the ball. Another, ex- another variation of a shooting foul is when you, the offensive player shoots the ball and you go run up to them and close out. You put your hand up or you try to block their shot and they land on you that is a shooting foul. Now that wasn't always a rule in the NBA or in basketball. That's only been added recently, probably in the early two thousands, when this when this player from the San Antonio Spurs, Bruce Bowen, when he was infamous, not famous, infamous for doing that foul, when a player would shoot the ball, he would immediately go under them so they have no space to land and they could you know potentially injure themselves they could roll their ankle or they can even mess up their knee or whatever it may be that is a foul and that is basically to enforce player safety now like i mentioned earlier with the region foul, slap in my face there are other fouls there are technical and flagrant fouls a technical foul is where a player or coach basically has bad manners. There's BMing, you know, you nerds out there. You all know what BMing is, is when they have bad manners. So, for an example, a technical foul is where, um, say, two, two players get, in, um, get into each other's face and start yelling at each other. You know, they start um, taunting or they start cussing at each other. Or whatever it may be, that can be called a technical foul, or even if it's a coach arguing at a ref, or a player arguing at a ref, or a player or coach, you know, getting into it, getting into a verbal argument, a verbal fight with a fan, or whatever it may be. Any verbal arguments that go, that can be seen as excessive, or potentially can be um, exceed. And um, can raise the level of, I guess, heatedness or the level of tenseness. I don't know. But basically, that is a technical foul. And so a flagrant foul is where a player makes contact but makes contact with another player, but in a non-basketball way. So for example like I mentioned earlier slap me in the face that is a flagrant foul if i were to go for a shot and you push me where i could potentially hit hurt myself if I, if you push me and i run into the pole if um, or if you go from uh, an organized uh an organized perspective if you were to push me and i were to hit the wall uh the floor very hard that is a flagrant foul if you even if you were to get in a fight, that is a that's a flagrant foul. If you are about to throw a fist, you know, if you're about to throw if you're about to throw a punch, if you're about to do something that's non-basketball, that's non-basketball and violent, that is a flagrant foul. Now for technical and flagrant fouls, there are there's there's levels to it. So there's a technical foul and there's a double technical foul. And there's a flagrant foul and a double flagrant foul. And the doubles lead to the double technical foul and double flagrant foul, they lead to ejections. Basically, the ref says, all right, that's enough. I had enough of you, and they kick you out of the game. You can't sit on the bench. You can't be on the court. You can't be in the whole presence of the game. You have to be outside. You're out. You're ejected from the game. But for technical fouls and flagrant fouls, uh, you have, you have two basically. There's a limit of two flagrant and technical fouls. So if you get one technical foul and one flagrant foul, they don't combine. They don't stack. So it would need to be a technical and another technical, or a flagrant and another flagrant. So you can honestly do. You can honestly have a tech. You can have a technical foul, then a flagrant foul, and then another technical foul would kick you out. So you, basically have, you could basically still be in the game if you have one technical foul and one flagrant foul. That makes sense. That's just a way to, like, I guess finesse it. I don't know. But the reward or the consequence, either side, the reward for an offensive player and the consequence for a defensive player is that the fouled player gets to either shoot free throws or inbound the ball to reset the play. So shooting fouls obviously you can shoot you um, the reward for the offense for the foul player is that they get to shoot free throws. They get to shoot two free throws and if they're behind the three point line that's three free throws. And for reaching and blocking fouls those are usually where the the foul player or the foul the the foul player um, the foul player's team gets to inbound the ball and essentially reset the shot clock to to either 24 or for under 14 seconds to 14 seconds, either or. And so, um, did I, did I miss anything? So yeah, there is also a limit. There's a limit to how many fouls you get, and it depends for... Um, for the nba there's a limit of six fouls for i think i believe anything else whether it be college wnba high school middle school or even a rec league or whatever may be pro-am uh professional amateur everything else is five fouls and the nba is six fouls but what's interesting is that for the nba summer league which is which basically consists of undrafted players g-league players uh rookies uh second year players they get a limit of 10 fouls yeah it can get pretty sloppy in a summer league game but that is it for fouls and so let's begin with violations now there's plenty of violations in basketball but let's just start off with the common and basic ones So first one, traveling. Traveling is basically when you move with the ball without dribbling it. And usually that happens when a player is about to score or right when they get the ball and they are about to start dribbling. And basically how you avoid traveling is right when you get the ball, before you even take a step, dribble the ball. Just to make sure that you don't travel the ball or you don't walk with the ball, just avoid it you know now let's move on to carrying and carrying is basically when a player dribbles with their hand under the ball so when you're avoiding it or to avoid carrying is it right when you are dribbling the ball right when you're about to dribble the ball make sure you take make sure at least one of your knuckles isn't covered by the ball so if you're holding a ball right with one hand and you're dribbling the ball make sure one of your knuckles either it can even be your thumb your thumb knuckle i guess make sure your thumb knuckle is at least even if it's on the side of the ball make sure it's visible and you can see it and the ball isn't covering it if you could do that then you're chilling but if you got some kawaii sized hands then and uh, it's pretty much hard to tell if you're carrying or not but For the average person, make sure at least one of your knuckles is visible and the ball isn't covering it. Now let's move on to double dribble. And double dribble is basically when you dribble the ball with two hands. For example, if I were to grab the ball and I bounce the ball with both of my hands, if I threw the ball on the the floor with both my hands, that's a double dribble. Another example of double dribble is when you dribble the ball, you yeah, you throw on the ball, you throw the ball on the floor, and you pick it up with both hands. And then continue to dribble again. That's double dribble. And the best way to avoid it is right after you dribble the ball and you pick it up with both of your hands, just think to yourself you only have two options. You can either score, whether we shoot, um, shoot from long distance or score a layup or something close or pass the ball. Right when you pick up the ball with both of your hands, that is is—that's basically the end of your, your dribbling. Even if it's with one hand and you dribble again, that's carrying. So either way, it's a violation if you do it with one or two hands. Now let's move on to goaltending. In goaltending, there's, there's a few ways on how you can goaltend and one way is when you block the shot but the ball the ball is already on its way down so when for example if i'm shooting the ball and it goes up in an arc if it's on the the back side of the arc or the latter side of the arc where it's already the ball is already uh on its way down you can't touch the ball even if it's at the peak of its of its uh of its arc you could still block it right right if it's at its peak but i mean how likely is it that you're going to be blocking a shot that high some nba players can't even do it another example of goaltending is when you block the shot but it's already hit the back hit the backboard so if i were to do a layup and i throw it off the backboard to bank it to bounce it from the backboard into the basket if it hits the backboard and it bounces off and you touch the ball right after it bounces off the backboard that is goaltending and the final example of goaltending is when you touch the ball rim or net when any part of the ball is already on or above the rim so it's a it's a i guess a sub violation of goaltending it's called um, above the cylinder Basically, when the ball, any part of the ball is above the rim. So, if you were to imagine the rim and it being a long tube or a cylinder, and you can just imagine that if any part of the ball is above the rim or even on the rim, you can't touch it. If you do, that's goaltending. And that applies to offense and defense. On defense, if you're trying to block the shot or grab a defensive rebound, that's goaltending. And if you are on offense and you're trying to grab an offensive rebound to renew your possession, then that is also goaltending, offensive goaltending. Now let's move on to backcourt or backcourt violation. And that's basically when you physically pass the half court line with the ball, and you go backwards. So you go forwards, and then you go backwards and pass the half court line again. Now that is backcourt violation. And one way to avoid backcourt violation is when, is to make sure you're looking towards your teammates. You have four teammates, is to make sure you're looking towards any four of your teammates, just in case you have to pass the ball to them. You know, if a defender is, you know really up close to you and is trying to force you to cross the half court line again to make a back court violation make sure you're looking towards your teammates because if you pass the ball to them you're chilling because they're going to be already, they're already going to be you know already set already waiting for you to get the ball across the half court line so if you get the ball to them you're basically chilling all you need to do is get back onto their Get back onto the half court line where everyone else is, and you're fine. And I forgot to mention a way to avoid goaltending is that when the shot when the shot is already up in the air when the when someone shoots the ball, and it obviously the ball is already up in the air, just be prepared to get a rebound. Don't even try to block the shot. Um, if you're like me, and you don't you know you don't jump the highest out of all the homies then just, just prepare to get a rebound, really. For me, I don't really have a chance on getting a block, so I can not jump that high, and my knees can not support me if I jump that high and, and land, you know? Just the way it works, just the way it is. And finally, the last violation comes with time. And there's plenty of time violations where obviously you're violating the time. One example is when is if the time on the shot clock runs out whether it be 24 or 36 seconds if the clock runs out and you don't shoot the ball or if the ball doesn't hit the rim then that is shot clock violation and then the ball would uh, the possession would be in your opponent's in your opponent's possession if that makes sense another violation of the time is when you haven't passed the half court line yet in eight seconds so when your teammate passes the ball to you from an in, uh, inbounds the ball to you, you have eight seconds to make it from the full court line all the way to the half to pass the half court line. If you don't, then that is a violation. The other team gets the ball. And on offense, if you are in the painted area for three seconds, that is a three second violation on the offensive player, and the defensive team gets the ball. But as a defender, if you're in the paint for three seconds, similarly to um, on offense, if you're in the paint for three seconds, but there's no opponent within your arms distance, that is a three seconds violation, and that's basically to you know you can't just uh, cover the painted area and basically uh, I guess permanently eliminate the um getting close shots in. That's just to make it fair, you know, have more opportunities to score layups or close shots or whatever it may be. And yeah. As a as a offensive player, make sure you're at two sec count two seconds you're in the paint, dip out. On defense, if you're not guarding anyone, count two seconds, find someone. But if someone's if you're I mean if someone's also in the paint and you're also in the paint. If an offensive player, and a defensive player, are both in the paint, and you're both in there for three seconds, that's the offensive player's fault because they can't even be in the be in the paint for three seconds or more. And another for a way to avoid a shot clock violation, make sure you hit the rim within those twenty four seconds. Uh, it sounds easier than um, it sounds easier be said than done but yeah just try to hit the rim in that 24 seconds and if you haven't passed the the half court line in eight seconds yet make sure like with um backcourt violations make sure you're looking for your teammates just in case you are about to hit that eight second mark you can just pass to a teammate and you're good but with that being said eight seconds so if you're in a A standard 24 second shot clock and you're about eight seconds into the shot clock you have 16 seconds left so you have 16 seconds to at least touch at least make sure the ball hits the rim if not that is a shot clock violation so that's it for violations and let's move on to the next segment Thank you all for listening. I deeply appreciate you guys giving my podcast a listen. You can find this episode and many more wherever you find podcasts, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even here on Anchor FM. But hey, don't don't leave right now. Don't just don't leave just yet, because your job isn't over. Make sure to go follow me on Instagram or Twitter at discussion to get more content where I. Basically, give more of my thoughts on um, breaking news events or other uh, debatable, controversial sports topics. And also, don't forget to share this episode to a friend or family member. And remember, wear a mask, take a shower, brush your teeth, wash your hands, put down the yoda rent, use your hand sanitizer, and watch sports. All right. That's it for me. Take it easy, y'all. Later.